0: Welcome back to the Creek Families Podcast, where we are trying to equip parents in the home to make mature followers of Jesus Christ. Dealing with everyday struggles and questions parents have, and using these topics uh, to lead their kids to Jesus. I am uh, Pastor Joey. Got with me again, Pastor Kyle. Hello,
1: hello, my brother.
0: You doing okay today?
1: I am doing well.
0: I'm doing well. Fantastic. Good to good to have you here. Good to be here together again to um, to really just dive into some of these topics that our that our parents. Um, have have sent in today. What we're going to talk about is one of the questions that came in is is how do I do a family devotional logistically? What does it look like, uh, and what can you expect when leading it? Mm. It's a good question, isn't it? That is a very good question. It's a very good question. So um, first off. Um, I, I would like to reference a an, an article or a blog that I found on the Gospel Go- Coalition. Uh, it's called "Doing Family Devotions," and we're going to pull a little bit um, out of this blog today. But the the entire blog will be on uh, the or in the description of our podcast. But some of the things that that he says as we've we've discussed this. Uh, of what it needs to look like, what are some uh, tips and tricks and and things to kind of make it successful, what can... Uh, what can our parents expect? Uh, what can the kids expect when doing this? Um, we, we've come a lot to, to some of the same conclusions or, or, or some of these uh, topics that he's talking about here, some of the things that we were talking about. So we're just going to kind of tie the two together. So there's 11 uh, different points that he makes um, in this blog. And the first one is to be in the word yourself so as, as you're going to do family devotions with with your family um, one of the things he says is to, to be in the word uh, yourself and I think you mentioned that at, uh, at lunch when we were discussing uh, this particular podcast uh, why is that important for us to be in the word ourselves
1: well uh, I mean first off it's it's uh, an individual relationship with Christ that matters first and foremost because out of that, is the overflow of the gospel being lived out. Mm. Out of that uh, is where we can apply the gospel, um, not only just to our personal life, but also to our family, our children, in our work and in everything that we do,
0: good, very good, very good. And in and in that being in the Word yourself, the and this is Eric Raymond is is who wrote the blog, um, and he references Ephesians six four: Fathers do not your chil- provoke your children to anger, but bring them up in the discipline and instruction of the Lord. So when we're in the Word, when we're studying God's Word ourselves, we come across Scripture like that that reminds us that we have this. Um. Uh, this command and 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 uh, God has called us to do this as 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 parents to teach our children in the home. So yes. So we want to be. In God's Word ourselves. The second thing is it says choose a topic. Um, I will also put in the description some of the different devotionals that we've used as a family um, over the years. But um, we had we had said that you know around Christmas we like doing Advent. It's one of, it's kind of nostalgic and and it's uh, one of those things that that we've done over the years. Um, so it kind of fits the season around Easter. There may be some around the summer. There may be some that's kind of directed toward that uh, that that'll kind of help you. Um, choose what you what you want to to kind of talk about, and I'll kind of guide that uh, for your family. So so choosing a topic there, he says, open the Bible. Um, very important that uh, that that our kids don't think that we're just coming up with this off the top of our head, but that we are pulling from. We've talked about how important God's Word is in our in our own lives, and it being the truth, and it being the measuring stick, uh, the the absolute truth that that we're pulling from to kind of teach them. So they we want to open up god 's Word and show them that we're in that we 're in god 's Word It says to have a set time um, I think this is very this has been very important for our family uh, you know we 've got younger kids and they all have kind of similar uh, bedtimes, so it has worked out for us to be able to set a time, uh, it's right around nine o'clock for us where the kids start to brush their teeth and then they're, they're getting into bed. But, but right before that, we take about 10 minutes, um, I'd say between seven and 15 minutes, but around 10 minutes, yeah. uh, to, to do a family devotion. We're opening up God's word. We're opening up the devotional book. We're asking some questions. Um, and, and, and we're doing that together, but talk a little bit about, so you've got kids at a, a bunch of different age groups ranges so as far as like setting a time and saying hey it's seven o'clock every night or seven thirty every night or at the dinner table every night is that going to work for your family
1: uh, no yeah um, it doesn't work in fact that's that's never really worked well for our family um a set time to sit down and open the bible together as a family like a hallmark scene is not mm-hmm. not going to work for us and it just hasn't right um you know that's for a variety of reasons. Um, you know, many times in a previous profession, you know, I wasn't there. Right. Um, so it just was inconsistent and is a lot harder when there are teenagers, right. Um, working, playing sports, if not multiple sports, like it's very difficult. So, uh, a lot of it is learning to adjust and being okay that you don't have to have the ideal, Mm -hmm. uh, set time Mm -hmm. and, and all those things, but learning to, Um, learning to be okay, one, and not put pressure on yourself as a family. That's good. Um, but there are other ways to be able to, uh, have a family quote unquote devotion.
0: Yes. And we'll talk about that. And I think that's maybe three, three down that we'll, we'll talk about how to do that. But I think that's a a great point. We want to be fair to our parents. If you've got off schedules, you know, somebody works night shift or somebody, not not everybody's nine to five and kids are, you know, at the house. At seven o'clock every night, and have this kind of specific routine. So instead of beating yourself up, uh, there you may need to try and find some more creative ways to do this. Where maybe it's one day a week or two days a week, where you know everybody's going to be together for dinner at this time, right? Um, and uh, or you know, um, you, you know, maybe maybe that's just not in the cards. We'll talk about that in a in, in a moment too um, about how to do this in other ways that with without setting a different time or a set time. But I do want to encourage you if you're listening and if you do have the time and you can kind of get into a routine, the likelihood of you being consistent over a long period of time uh, increases, I think, if you can set, if, it's, if you're able to build it into your schedule and you can set that time. But we're going to talk about if you can't, what some of that uh, might look like. But he talks about having a set time. He talks about, he says, uh, talk about the word uh, all the time. And this is this is where we were kind of discussing some of those other windows that you have. Talk about talk to us about that. What are some other windows that you have with your girls? Might not be a set time every night, but what does it look like in your family?
1: Well, for us, it's 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 never going to be, uh, you know, always just sitting down together as a family and just talking about God's word. It has to be something that is in and through the daily life and schedule that we all have, um, with kids and teenagers, especially it's just learning to have conversations mm. with them about, uh, what's going on in their life. What's, wh- what's happening mm-hmm. around them? What are they seeing? And then using those opportunities to have gospel conversations go. to talk about those things, asking what they think about like, man, you know, if, uh, those people are making some, some really poor choices and, and bad decisions, you know, uh, maybe you just ask him, like, what What do you think God says about yeah. that? Why would God put in there that he doesn't want us to do this? Mm-hmm. Um, or, or finding out what's true and what's not. Uh, yeah. Conversations go a long way, That's ways, really good. And it gives you as a parent an opportunity to, to one, just continue to keep that door open for your mm-hmm. kids, but to always lead them to Jesus, point them to Jesus, mm-hmm. point them to the gospel itself. That's right
0: um, in God's word, that's wonderful, and that actually references back to last week with alcohol and sex and friend groups and yeah. things like that. As they're going through those things, yeah, we we said we want to keep that line of conversation uh, communication open is is what we hope that they would come to us and say, "Hey, I messed up. Hey, this happened. Hey, that they would come to you. Well, that that happens by kind of putting in those deposits of credibility in their eyes that this isn't just don't come to me when only these bad things are going on, or I'm only going to have a conversation with you when this is a quote unquote teaching moment. But this is a continued conversation that we're having in our lives.
1: Yes. and, And Joe, you make a great point. All of these things are linked back together. If we go all the way back to the first podcast and we go all the way through each one, these are not individual Right. Uh, podcasts. These are not individual boxes that these things go into for a relationship with Christ or relationship with family or devotion. These are things you hopefully parents and, and, and we as parents begin to see how they relate to each other mm-hmm. and why it's so important to have that That's personal good. relationship so that outpouring goes into the kids. The kids see that and at the same time they know you're trying your best to live it right. out, but you're trying to point them to Jesus in right. every moment that you can.
0: Right now, that's good. That's fantastic. Um, so the next the next point he makes in the in the blog is to make it fun. Uh, I already referenced kind of the Advent and some of the things that we do. Some of the devotional books that you um, can get, uh, they'll do some uh, kind of like icebreakers to to set the whole lesson up, which can be fun for the kids. Um, what I would recommend is. If you're very type A, that's okay. Me and Rebecca both are. Um, but the more pressure that you put on this time of it working out perfectly, the, the less fun and the less realistic it, it is going to be as, as, as far as the success of it, so um, uh, make it fun. Uh, if if somebody burps or you know passes gas or is rolling around, whatever, depending on you know the age, that those things are bound uh, to happen, and kind of just roll with the punches there, and don't make it so so rigid that everybody's uncomfortable and nobody wants to be there. So try to go out of your way uh, to yeah. make it fun. Uh, it says make applications. So uh, th- these these applications that we're reading the word, and you've talked about this. Before, before, uh, Kyle over and over about just re- not just reading the word, but you know, really studying the word, what is it saying? And then not just to be here's the word, but doers of the word. What, yes. How do we live this out? What does this look like practically in our lives? So again, keep in mind, if you've got a three-year-old that you're saying, I want to start this with, it's going to, you, you will pare it down, uh, to their age. Um, you're not going to be able to have a 25 minute discussion about theology and doctrine with a three-year-old. It's going to have to be on their level. So So just keep that in mind um, as far as like the application, how you do that. This says addressing your wife number eight. So if you're the if you're a dad listening right now, best case scenario, dad is a spiritual leader in the home. That's that's what is uh, prescribed in the Bible, um, and we've talked about that in a previous podcast as well. Um, so that uh, mom and dad, you're kind of doing this thing together. Dad, you're leading, but mom is 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 involved, and in her um, presence and feedback and everything, you know, is is very prevalent in these these times. It's very important for your kids to see that too, that this is a joint, um, effort here from mom or dad. If you're listening, you're a single parent, obviously, um, there's a, there's a caveat there that if you're a single mom or you're a single dad, um, that that point may or may not apply. Um, but that's, that's point number eight. Teaching prayer is point number nine. So I've always, I've said this over and over, um, uh, about, uh, one of your daughters, your youngest daughter, uh, pastor Kyle, that when she prays, she, she, she always, there is a reference to missions. There's always a reference to the lost, to the unreached and that, um, praying that God would, would, um, reach these people that they would choose to to follow Jesus, that they would hear the gospel, that they would have that opportunity that doesn't happen just on its own without modeling. So I want to, you know, just, uh, pat you and Lindsay on the back for obviously modeling that in your home when you guys pray when you guys talk that that is something that she's heard and when she prays publicly in kids' ministry, I'm not trying to embarrass anybody, but when she uh, prays publicly in kids' ministry, that, that's that's where that's where her emphasis is. So that teaching prayer, we, you you teach it by doing it, by modeling it for uh, for your kids. Then it says to gospelize uh, your family. So again, pointing them uh, to Jesus, that biblical worldview that that everything that they do, every every decision that they make, every milestone in their life, everything is going to point back to. This is not just we talked about compartmentalizing our faith, right? Yep. At lunch, so here's my spiritual compartment, and here's the 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 life that I want to live compartment over here. And don't be naive that those two things are supposed to be separate; that those things are supposed to be intertwined. So, uh, in in every area of their lives, we want to be pointing them to Jesus, right? And that's that's where I think that we as
1: parents we miss the boat, um, because we we separate things. We we think church is two days a week. Mm. At max, and so Sundays we're supposed to go to church and we do church things, and then after that, it's done, it's shut off, and then we're we're back into what's going on for Sunday afternoon, evening, and then the rest of the week. And where we as parents run into an issue is that it's not separate. Mm. It's not separate. It's everything that we do should be for the gospel. God doesn't tell us, or Jesus doesn't tell us in Matthew twenty-two that to to love god with all of our heart, mind, soul, when we feel like it mm. or in in separate times. Right. Right. It's at all times. Right. It's in everything that we do and in everything we say. So we want our kids, you know, to do those things. We want our kids to follow yeah. those examples. But we have to be able to be the ones that are having god's word poured into us right. and then being the overflow and having those discipleship um, you know conversations the devotions and then gospel conversations with our with our kids because uh, we can't rely on just the church that's right. That's right. It.
0: No, that's fantastic. And again, uh, a- a- another kind of plug there for a consistent family devotion. If you do have the time, you can make the time and you can make it consistent. It kind of uh, gives you that opportunity, uh, daily or every couple of days to kind of recalibrate. And it kind of fits that into the schedule that this is something that we're going to be talking about, uh, today at this time and applying it to our lives. Uh, the last thing he mentions here is to remember that it is a command. Uh, again, we've been, that's what this whole podcast is about is for our, right. our parents. Right. And, and right. we want them, we want to, to equip them, um, to in the home to make mature followers of Jesus Christ, because that's what uh, we're called to do as, as pastors. And that is what they are called to do as parents. They have been given this responsibility. We have given, been given this responsibility as parents to our children, uh, to, to raise them up, to, uh, to teach them, um, and to instruct them in the ways of the Lord. So... Um, that's a really great, uh, a blog. I'd encourage you to, to read it. It goes into a little bit more detail, but, um, as far as practicality, um, uh, I don't even know if that's a word I may have just made it up as far as it being practical, um, for uh, your family. Uh, I, I would say again, uh, have something that, uh, you're not just trying to wing it and come off the cuff with it at the, at the end of the night, but there's something that's planned and that's kind of consistent as far as like your resource that you're going to use. You're going to open up God's word Uh, The younger that they are, I would keep it as short as you can and as consistent as you can and don't get long winded uh, because as a uh, kids pastor that I've seen, their attention span is not, (laughs) uh, is not super long. Uh, So your expectation for that and the, and your rigidness uh, toward it can actually um, make it less enjoyable for your kids. So, so as far as like it being practical, like go into it with realistic expectations, And just remember to focus on I want to be faithful and I want to do this because I want to be faithful to to teach my children um, consistently. So that'll kind of wrap up for today as far as like family devotions are concerned. Next week, we are going to jump in another practical uh, topic that was sent in. Uh, Our parents of teenagers are going to love this one. Uh, Cell phones, social media, general screen time, gaming included, and just the Internet in general and how – kids that they push back uh to the limitations that we set and then um, parents coming alongside other parents and supporting uh maybe some of these parameters that are set on social media
1: there's going to be a full podcast it there's is a lot to go into with that but yeah i'm looking forward to that one. absolutely that'll
0: be, great. that'll be good and th- again that'll be that will be uh uh, November 28th. That'll be the week of the 27th, 28th there. We'll, we'll take next week off uh, for Thanksgiving, and then we'll, uh, we'll be back on the, on the 28th with a new podcast. So happy Thanksgiving uh, to everybody. Again, we hope these podcasts are enjoyable and beneficial to you. And if you have any uh, questions or comments, you can always uh, text those or email those to me or Pastor Kyle. You guys have a great weekend, and we'll, we'll talk to you next time on the Creek Families Podcast.